now say now you're tuned in to the wake up and win podcast and i am your host devon pouncey we are here at the momentum studios myself spencer shea what up and reappearing <laughs> reappearing making a grand entrance <laughs> we got d-boy back in the lab with us today what's popping grand entrance in 2023 2023 baby absolutely absolutely yeah glad to have you back man what's man, been going man. on with you man chilling doing what i gotta do grinding it out making it happen running the business prepping You'll see. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, some quick win shares. We don't have too many this coming weekend. Um, just Spencer and I on a call over at Pacific University. It'll be Pacific versus George Fox tonight, Friday night, the 20th. So check us out on GoBoxers.com. Always good competition in Northwest Conference play. One of the best conferences in the mm. country at the Division Three level. And it's been competitive here to start off yeah. in conference play over there. So yeah, women looking to bounce back off a home loss and for men sure. trying to keep it rolling. Oh man, a roll loss for and the a women. Home loss. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they took unexpectedly two took two in a weekend. That's <sighs> yeah, not so, something we gotten accustomed to seeing over the last few. No, exactly. And we saw them take that first real hit on the chin. Yeah. over this last week. Yeah, they hadn't seen that before. Fusion the sounds men, a real thing. The men got that. They bounce back, and they're bounce and they're in their bounce back mode. So yeah. it's going to be good to see uh, both teams. Teams are in a good position right now. For sure. Both four wins. and two in conference play. Right. So um Soon again, the man the man bounced back from the witch trip, which is always the hardest trip of the season. Yeah. Dating back to when I played there and beyond. Too. Emphatically. Yeah, they too. bounced back and won a couple last weekend. The women took a couple on the chin last weekend. So they're looking yeah. to bounce back tomorrow and Saturday. But we only call a home game. So catch us on GoBoxers.com on the 20th. And I don't DJ this weekend, and I am not for mad good about reason. It. I was just about to say real quick to circle back to what I've been doing. I've been celebrating your birthday for yes. like right. a week Happy straight. Yes, Happy belated, dirty thirty. Absolutely, we absolutely. Right. And yeah, that's the did. reason why I'm happy I'm not DJing this weekend. Good. I was outside yeah. all <laughs> last weekend. Hey, hey, definitely y'all. felt the love. Busy know. killer B out yeah, here. Yeah, I, I was, was outside, man. It was real. Hey, I mean, I mean, between like birthday. <laughs> events 30th That's birthday events doing. for the whole yeah, weekend man. and i broadcasted every single night that weekend starting thursday the 12th um which was a which ended up going viral mm-hmm. that uh that game winner hunter woods mm-hmm. from portland state hitting the game winner against northern game. arizona and so that was on my actual birthday <laughs> i left 38 seconds to go in the game i'm like that's ah, over yeah glad to be there <laughs> yeah did a little r&b night situation after that friday had to broadcast uh, two games Friday night and then Saturday broadcasting another thriller that just didn't end up in Portland State's favor against Northern Colorado and then did a, a function over at 2PDX and that was well, but I'm tired of being outside <laughs> and I'm glad that I don't have any DJ gigs this weekend. You can yeah. catch me the following weekend on the 27th at Export Rooftop Bar and Lounge, but if you're out to hear the sonic sounds that I have to offer... I ain't got them for you this weekend. <laughs> Outside did me real good. It's over. And uh yeah, it's over. I'm ready to chill out this weekend. I I'll be inside the basketball gym, yeah. but uh outside ain't for me this weekend. That's there it smart. Is. Yeah, That's yeah. Smart. Keep keeping it low, man. Keeping it low. But no, nah, it was super dope. Whole weekend was dope. Um, shout out to Senator Wyden too, giving me a phone call on the he birthday. He was at Tube with us. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 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 heard the aftermath of what Tube did to us. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I get a call on on an early, like maybe like 
11 a.m. Sunday morning. Not early, but it felt early, early because of how long day. the night was right. the night before. And uh, I get a call, and it's just like a random 503 number. And I'm like, okay, I pick it up. And the first few times, like, I say hello, nobody's saying nothing back. And so then finally. They're tapping the phone call, dude. Then they finally. tap right. <laughs> <laughs> so then finally I'm, I say hello one more time and somebody's like hey is this Devon I'm, who is this like you know what I mean <laughs> you're I go, playing on my phone <laughs> sir <laughs> yeah I'm, who, who is this senator, oh it's Senator Ron White and just calling to wish you a happy birthday oh like, Senator oh, White let me code switch <laughs> hey, real quick <laughs> Hi, hey good morning sir hey. how are you I told him too man I had a long weekend I had a long night Senator White and I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, hey man, man, it was my 30th birthday celebration. But now nah, he, he was he was cool about it again. I'm just grateful for the unexpected phone call because I did not see that yeah, one coming. That's, that's big. Uh, it, it was a dope call though. We had us a good conversation from there. But yeah, he he, he caught me on, on a bender the next day. That's for sure. Senator hit you for the first time on a bender. Put him in a blender. Thank you. <laughs> Sure. That's for sure. But uh <laughs> y'all want to get into some content? Sure. Uh, let's let's go football. Let's go football. We got matchups all, all right, weekend. Let's, let's just coming off of wild. Yeah, yeah, please, please. So we, we we're coming off a wild card weekend, and we not we're not recapping those we're games, so, but we will precap this weekend's well, games. Uh, slate well, of we games. can say that they were pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. It was a good. It was a competitive. It was a competitive wild card weekend. That's for sure. So the but the best game was that that uh, Jaguars game that they're playing the Chiefs on Saturday. That uh, Trevor Lawrence kid, huh? Yeah, good. Yeah, he's done night. after this. He had his he had his moment. He had his moment in these playoffs. He's about but, to go through yeah. a meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's done. done. For somebody who watches all games every week, I will say most improved player of the year. If I had to, if that had to be the first thing that jump out from last year, it was like two and something, bro. Like most improved because a yeah. lot of people talking about Trevor Lawrence in a. Good way, and it was really bad last it, year. It, it was bad last week in the first half. Right. I mean, that, that was kind of what the storybook of yeah. last year was for yeah, him. Yeah, the improvement for that sure. he made from one half to the other. Yeah, that was okay. the most. Yeah, that wins you the award right there. Can you, can you tell me somebody else that jumped to mine? Or no. you, he's a front runner for that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. What about uh, what about uh, uh, Daniel Jones? Yeah, New York. The Giants, they they flipped the switch too. Yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't say most improved. I think he should have been playing better for a lot of years now. Trevor Lawrence being so new in the league makes it True. that much better. Like you know, what I mean, is it a young person's award or is it an older person's award? I think it's anybody's award. That's why I like it. It's even like who most improved. It could be somebody who is a vet that didn't play somewhere, got traded, and end up averaging two sacks a game or something. You know what I, I mean? So. It's like. It's just the fact that it's impressive to see the development of a young person hmm. that yeah, much. Yeah, it, it leaps right. and bounds. Like, right. you came in and you showed us that the NFL really is different. And then the next year, you like, oh, I figured this shit out. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like we saw this year, more than anybody else. Yeah, but don't you feel like guys get those moments in the playoffs, sometimes flukily? Not in a, like, oh, he's not good at the game, but... I mean, defenses melt down all the time, or opposing offenses somehow just go ice cold all the time, and and so it, to me, it's like I don't know if I would use 
a playoff game to judge that award. No, it, I think he did it all year. That's what I'm saying. He okay. he put up numbers all year. I'm not even thinking about the playoff game, really. I'm talking about the consistent numbers and competition that he put up. Here's what I'll say. The change in the record to prove it. I think, I think if he doesn't win MVP – then that award should go to Jalen Hurts. He sh- he's in the MVP conversation? Absolutely. The Eagles have the best record no, in the I'm saying we're, talking about, we're, talking we're selling, selling Jags Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, just, saying, I'm talking about the award I'm in particular. Tra- oh, okay. I say if if he doesn't win MVP because he's in the MVP That's conversation, Jalen Hurts, oh. I'm answering that. Okay. If he does not win MVP this year, then I think you would have to put Jalen Hurts oh. in the most improved conversation. We thought you were saying if Trevor oh. Lawrence don't. No, no, no. We I'm saying you, you saying you. Trevor Lawrence was the front runner. Yeah, I'm saying it's. <laughs> I'm saying if Hurts doesn't win MVP, there's a chance he doesn't. But if he doesn't, yeah, he, he can't not win anything for yeah, sure. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think that. that's where where he would be like a in that improved. award. <laughs> yeah, if that. Yeah. If that if that is what it is, well, but but other than that, then yeah, I'm not mad at Trevor. Well, Lawrence. we all think the Chiefs are going to beat the dog shit out of yeah. the Yeah, so, who's next? Right, uh, the Eagles, the Giants. Eagles. I got the I'm going Eagles. Eagles. I like Giants upset. I'm going Eagles. I like them. I don't know why. They're a I like plus them, four. The Eagles see, are a plus four. Um, uh, we talked about Daniel Which Jones. Is fair. Um, I like him at quarterback. Uh, Saquon is a monster. And that's going to pose a challenge for anybody. And who's their receiving core? Darius Slayton? He's playing well, I believe. I'm um, going with the Eagles. I mean, you know what you're going to get with the, go Eagles. the Eagles. They got to be on, but I feel like they own, They could be a team that comes with an off night, where it's, it's more so the Giants. Yeah, but they got a strong that's defense. What I, that's you know? what I'm saying. And that's all I mean I, by we that. We see those meltdowns all the yeah. time because there's so many 52-plus dudes. Yeah. It's 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 a one-game elimination situation, yeah. so that, that right there poses its own challenge where mm-hmm. if, the, if the right team comes out hot, they got a good chance to come exactly. out victorious. The right. thing and about the Eagles, though, is one, their defense is stifling, and two, they take care of the football. Those are two ways to win a playoff game. And my... I think if anybody's more bound to have an off night, it is the Giants and, and Daniel Jones. I think the Eagles, like you right. said, we know what we're going to get from the Eagles, and I think the consistency of who the, who they've been all season long is going to be tough to overcome, and it's going to take some Daniel Jones heroics to overcome okay. that hurdle, and I don't see that Unless, happening. Yeah. Uh, but, but, I mean, Jalen Hurts has had a very trying season, putting up huge numbers. He's clearly – I mean, everyone's hurt at this But he point. takes care of the ball. I think that's the most important know, piece about Hurts. score – but they got I mean, it, and that's yeah. why I said you got a stifling defense. You take care of the football. Those are I key. Think the Eagles are I think win. the Eagles should <laughs> win. Yeah. They should win. But like I'm I said, if anybody to... could expose them, I don't think this is going to be. You, when, I mean, the Eagles been in the MVP. I mean, the Super Bowl talks for the whole season, damn near. With that being said, I don't think it's a walk in the park to get there. I think no. this is going to be a tough matchup, and if they don't play on on their higher end of how they can play, it could be bad for them. Which is the case for anybody. Anybody. Again, anybody. The Eagles, any given Sunday, baby. Exactly. But, but <laughs> Especially I, I think, in the playoffs. I think the key piece is being able to stop Hurts' running game. I think it is important to note that these games He's are good with them legs, He's man. He's good with them legs, man. And He's that's how I see them, them dominate. If they yeah. can at least limit it. Because you can't stop it. But if you could limit it and not get beat there, you in the game. Okay. All right. Well, Bengals, Bills. Mm, I'm going Bills. I They're like, at home, uh, right? It's yes. in Buffalo? Yes. Yeah, I'm going Bills. <sighs> Man, I like I like both teams, really. I think uh I think 
I think the Bills. Like I, the Josh reason Allen. I think the Bills is because I think it's going to be a shootout. And the mm-hmm. reason I think it's going to be a shootout, Joe Burrow has already showed what type of quarterback he could be in the postseason. We already know that's what the Bills do is run it up offensively. Um, but I believe in a shootout, I'm taking Josh, Josh Allen, Allen over mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. And again, that's with knowing that that secondary of Buffalo is pretty depleted. That's why I do think Joe Burrow is, is primed to have a good game. I mean – Obviously, we saw what was going on. It was a good game to start when they were playing against each other a couple weeks ago, and then Hamlin goes down. The game gets canceled, and even Hamlin wasn't – I mean, he started in that game because, again, their their secondary is pretty depleted dealing with injuries and things that are like. So even Hamlin was out there a third stringer, but getting starter minutes because that secondary of Buffalo is a bit – down. So I do think it'll be a shootout for that reason. I think Burrow will be able to take advantage of the Bengals secondary, but I think the ammo just falls a little more in favor of Josh Allen and the Bills, and I think they win in a shootout. Pertaining to the winning prediction, do you think that Josh Allen is that much better than Burrow, or do you think he has more weapons than since on, on the receiver in, in um, Cincinnati? I mean, they they both got weapons. Yeah, they both teams. have strong receiving cores. Yeah, oh, that's why I'm. But I, th- who I think, think Josh stronger. Allen is better than Burrow, oh, and I yeah, think that's, yeah. okay. that's what it comes down to for me. I think Josh Allen, he he can run it up real real quick. He's he's. We saw what he did even in the postseason last year, him versus Mahomes with like little to no time left. Yeah. It's just that he was going up against Mahomes. But I think I think the explosiveness of Josh Allen when it comes to his offense scoring is going to be a little bit much for Joe Burrow to keep up with over yeah. the course of an hour long football can, game. And he can run, too. He can run with power, Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it's, it's, that's a that offense that is Joe just Burrow too explosive. just doesn't have. But I think, I think they got a strong receiving core over there in Cincinnati. Both do. That's why I said like, I, that's not – yeah, yeah, I don't think that's where the advantage is. They have personally. offenses yeah. all around. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, teams. both of them. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, offense is all around. Yeah, that's not yeah. what the advantage is. It's I don't Josh think Allen. It's Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh, he's, he's he different. plays. It's the power and the explosiveness. Yeah. Like, when, whether when, it's running or throwing the football. Right. When do you think it clicked for him where he became elite? Because he's an elite quarterback. When, when do you think that took place? Because it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like this season just jump out. Like he like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, when he been putting up numbers, but like, when did he get like this? Like, last year, last and, and that playoff game against okay. Mahomes. Okay. That's when we that's when we couldn't deny that he was elite. Okay, yeah. okay. And that moment, it's like, yeah, this dude is elite. He's yeah. a top two, <laughs> top three quarterback. Some people consider him the best. Obviously, you know, Mahomes is right there, but it's like. Outside of Mahomes, it's not really anybody that you can say is better than this guy at quarterback. Because that was impressive, even in the yeah. loss. That was the greatest <laughs> playoff game I've ever seen. Yeah, he, ever. He's he's serious. I've never seen a game greater than that. Like like last year. I mean, yeah, he was elite last year. And I mean, to be fair to him, he's always been expected to be elite in the league. You just gotta go through your you know yeah, your he, younger he years. But like, I remember back when I was covering the Ducks and he was playing for Wyoming. And the Ducks beat them just because Wyoming was had a really bad team. But even then, like, the hype was Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. And really it was Josh Allen being the best quarterback in, in college football. And they were testing – they were using him as the measuring stick for Justin Herbert mm. at that particular time where it was like, let's see how Herbert does against Allen. But then 
Herbert just had a, a full-on better football team than Allen did. So they won pretty much with these. But, like, the hype was Allen going into that weekend when it was uh, Wyoming versus the Ducks, and, and the Ducks end up getting them. But I was spoken like a true OG. <laughs> man, I've been in the game. Back when I've I was covering around. Josh Allen at Wyoming. I, I, I was there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I have been around the block a little bit. I've it's done all, a thing. It's I'm it's not just here talking. Baby. I'm not here talking with happened, no experience. Baby. It was there, man. Check, check, <laughs> was there. check the schedule. Bro. I was it's there. All, it's, all, it's all been scheduled you out. Know, I was there. So who else we got? Who, uh, what? Niners, Cowboys. That's the Sunday night game. That, to me, is going to be the most exciting game to watch at least yeah. just for the, this area i think there's more niners fans out here there's more well, i'm from the bay so my algorithms are basically yeah, niners you know fans and then and and if it ain't i was and about to say fans. if it's not raider fans and we obviously got nothing to talk about right now <laughs> then yes it is cowboy fans you know what i'm <laughs> saying that's, so that's america's team so it's like in my algorithms it's always raiders niners and then the third team just based on regionally regionally where i grew up and where i live is the Cowboys, America's right. team. Right. So, yeah, I think that's the game I'm most excited to watch, which might sound crazy being that the quarterbacks ain't like that in that game. Mm. Obviously, shout out to, to, to Purdy and what he's been able to do in these last few weeks that he's been in the starting position. Yeah. None of us really truly believe in Dak like that. So the fact that we just came off of talking about a game where we do have the dynamics at the quarterback position between Burrow and Allen, and I'm even more excited for this game, I think I'm really just more excited to see my Facebook timeline after this game and hear the, and watch the Cowboys and the Niners fans interacting on the timeline because <laughs> I know some crazy ones that's fans of both of both teams than I am excited about, obviously, the, the QB matchup that they'll have down in Buffalo. But this one... Yeah, I'm excited for the – I think these two organizations probably have the most football history in the playoffs as well. Um, as far as teams that are remaining, like those are traditional NFL – America's teams. Amer you know what I mean? The <laughs> Niners and the Cowboys. Like mm -hmm. we're not accustomed to talking about the Bengals in Cincinnati. We're not accustomed to talking about even the Jaguars and the Chiefs. Obviously, we know what the Chiefs have been in the Mahomes era, but like we're not accustomed to talking about – the Giants in this way, like, but we've gotten accustomed over just NFL tradition you know, and history to talk about Niners and Cowboys for, yeah, sure. for well, so for many, sure. a plethora I mean, look, of reasons. So no matter where you go, no matter where you go, no matter where I you mean, go. look, I, you say we haven't talked about the Niners in this way. I mean, I think that we have talked about the current iteration of the 49ers team, even with Brock Purdy, the same way for years. I, I said we did. No, I'm saying the other teams, we haven't. From oh, like more oh, of a yeah. traditional right, sense. Right. No, yeah, but yeah. definitely from a national sense too. But like zooming out, like the Niners, I'm just talking about the matchup. The Niners, it's the same team that I've seen really with Jimmy Garoppolo, just like a really good defensive team with a quarterback with some real like ultimate questions that still need to be answered. Yeah, and that's why I said it shouldn't be a game that I'm that excited out of, for out because those, both teams have that. Dak Prescott got some questions to answer too. Definitely. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? At, like he's not off the hook here. And all the, a lot less questions to answer than Brock Purdy. Come on, let's be real. Well, well, well I think Brock Purdy's the one that really doesn't have much doesn't to, have lose to lose. Exactly. Because he's a third-string quarterback. No matter what and, he does. And you know what but I'm saying? Like, he if he wins. not have much to lose for the reason you just said. We're talking about not – like, it's such a strong fan base and strong core. The Niner fans don't care who at quarterback. They expect him wholeheartedly to go out there and they take win. it. But so, their their but their reasoning for expecting to go out there and take it is because they have the best defense 
in the NFL. But and they're they also think, psyched into thinking he's a good yeah, quarterback. No, it's, yeah. it's, it, and they have That's that same <laughs> type of mentality like a Portland Trailblazers fan. That's like, it don't I'm matter saying. who it is. Yeah. It don't matter who it is. He's the best, That's most handsome I'm guy saying. that ever they lived. Brock and is, it's like, look. Yeah. My, my you don't think Debo got something to do with that? It, I think I think they're they believe I mean, in their offense yeah. more because no, of Debo I, than Brock. I know, I'm but, saying after the after what Brock has done in this short stint, they're convinced Brock knocked the socks off of him. They ready. I believe they won how many straight? Ten? <laughs> Eleven. Eleven straight. I believe. And Brock won what four or five four of those? Or five. So they've been winning for a minute. And he put up three hundred plus. Like, yeah, he's, he's had great games. He's had, and that's what I mean. He knows guys, the pressure. They're not considering like, trip. oh, if we lose, it's because we have Brock. No, they're exp- the pressure is there. He does have something. I, I, to lose. I, I mean, I, I don't think he has much to lose, even if he just goes out and plays a good game. Not from and the reason. Media and the reason why, because I don't, I still don't think the. Niners are, is the – I mean, you're always going to compete wherever you are. Like, you're competing for that position. But even still, like, I don't think Brock Purdy has taken these playoffs to say, all right, whatever I do this year, I'm probably still going to start over Trey Lance next season because I don't think that's going to happen. No, but he I do think it's important. Up. But I do think it's exactly to get his stock up <laughs> and then be able to sure. go get paid elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think the importance is for Purdy. I don't think it's, the pressure is so much from even Niners fans – I think the pressure for him would more so be, let me just keep raising my stock week to week so that I know after this season is over, this little short run I just went on is about to get me paid. I I can understand, of course, I think everyone reasonably thinks that, but when you are a third-string quarterback and you're about to play in a playoff game with a legitimate chance at potentially going to a Super Bowl – that's when your mind starts to be Thank like, you. either I'm going <laughs> to turn it on and become some Super Bowl champion level quarterback storyline crazy, or I'm going to shit the bed like uh, so many of them. Pressure's, what I'm pressure's on. Pissing down his leg. I'd be lying. I'd be times. lying if I sat here and told y'all that the amount of pressure that he's facing is anywhere near the amount of pressure that Dak, Dak Prescott, Prescott is facing. That man's I'd be lying. The, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> get talked about every day in every city in the United Man, States of America. The, he is a starting quarterback, and he's already got questions to answer. And if he loses to Brock Purdy, that looks far worse than oh, if Brock man. Purdy loses to him. It just yeah, does. I, I think, and he's a black quarterback, I, I, too. And it's something to that, it's, too, uh, you know, if for, for what it's worth. But, yeah, I think the pressure is far greater Dak, on Dak Prescott Dak than it is. a hell of a game. Yeah, I think, I think Dak is more solidified, and it'll be more of a team Cowboys loss. I don't think Dak could lose it for the Cowboys. I mean, I don't think he's going to perform yeah, that's what bad I'm enough. You know what I mean? That's I what think, I think. I, I think, think he's not going to perform bad, bad enough to lose to, lose to and Brock. Brock Purdy is going to throw like two, and, three picks. And all I'm saying is that the pressure is this is a team he's game. And they, the number one defense they, and they the play, NFL, they're though. playing for their brothers. You know what I mean? I believe Brock more Purdy, in the— I believe He want to take his team as far as he could take it. And if it's on him where he goes 16 for 34, it's a wrap. Like, it's bad. You know what I mean? I believe more in... And the Dallas defense ain't weak. But no, the they're, Niners they're defense gonna show are the up. best. They're not weak, though. The Niners defense is the best in the NFL right now, though. Yeah. And that's where 
I don't know if I'm. That's where I, I feel like questions still need to be answered yeah, for Dak. It's not a where I'm not gonna just sit here and say Dak is gonna is not gonna play bad enough to lose them that game, especially against that defense. Yeah. I I he got he, he got to prove nervous. that to he me. Be nervous. He has to. I can't He's sit here and just confidently nervous. say Dak Prescott is not going to play He's bad enough to lose the Cowboys that game against that defense. And knowing what we've seen Dak do in the past, Dak got some questions to answer for me this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Pressure's on. The Niners are a really good team, and they really even what I would say to your defense is that they have a good enough, well-rounded team where they legitimately could win a Super Bowl with a third-string quarterback right now. With who they got, they can pose a challenge yeah. for I mean, every single person. In a vacuum, person. sure, but against who they're going to have to go up who, against? So that's who, no. Name who it would be next. It would be... Uh, and then it'd be probably the Eagles. Jalen they could beat them. Whoever wins that okay, Eagles they game, beat them. Right? Yeah. they could beat them. Yeah, for they sure. beat them. That's what I'm saying. If this might be the hardest road, that's why the pressure is there too. Hmm. Because if and they, the Niners at home this weekend, that bruh, they can if they if they get past the Cowboys, they can beat the Eagles, and then you sniffing it. They're right there. I agree. I mean, you're gonna have to go play Patrick Mahomes, and you're probably and that's where it stops. The <laughs> or Josh Allen. Allen or Josh Allen. Yeah. The buck stops there. But yeah. yeah. So y'all think that? So y'all think the champs is coming out of the AFC this year? Yeah. 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 I think the champs are coming out of the AFC. Yeah. I agree. I think whoever. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's gonna be either Mahomes or Allen. I would like, and I personally think it's gonna be Allen. I said that we made those predictions, predictions week one of the NFL Bills. season yeah. on this podcast, and I said Buffalo Bills to win it Mahomes. all this year. Mahomes. I just I'm don't like how I'm quiet it's all Mahomes. been about Mahomes. That's the thing Mahomes. that scares me about it because it's just like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Um. He's he's quietly had just as good of a season. I mean, as quietly as you can have, like a. 50 touchdown plus season. And it's just like, he's just quietly with the best, you know, receiver quarterback duo since Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. And, Kelsey in and, the and, just, is and it's just like that. No one said a peep about him and they just walk. They're going to waltz their way into the Super Bowl. And he might just, bro, he threw four Thanos touchdowns snap. to this man on 16 total passing yards or something like that this year, four touchdowns on less than 20 yards. Yeah, I mean he's. They got some real triggers. He's that guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, that guy's. It nuts. could be it could be bad for anybody that faced the Chiefs. I'll just say that. Well, I, you know what though? I still, I for some reason my call is I just for some reason feel it. The Cowboys are going to win the game. I don't know why I feel that way. Major upset. If it's going to come anywhere, it's going to come in that game. I'll that's be honest. I, I, I don't. I don't mind seeing the Niner fans bitter after this weekend. <laughs> I think that's just the Raider. I just, in I just me, have though. a feel. I know that's the Raider in me. I know. Yo. I don't mind don't let the Cowboys be underdogs. You know where my chicken. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't mind seeing the Niners lose this weekend. I'm still a Raider at the yeah, end of the see, day. I knew and, you were going to say and, that. Too. And yeah, we 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 got a little bit more disdain for them than we do for the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Everybody that's not a Cowboy fans hates the Cowboys because they're the most popular team in football. Football, but yeah, if the Niners lose, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I, I have a little something to giggle at. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any? Is that it? All the games? Those are the games. Those are all the games. That's did the y'all games. see that? Did y'all see that clip of those third graders <laughs> playing in like a AAU tournament? I think it was on overtime. Super super popular yes, clip. A bunch of NBA players have been like retweeting, quote tweeting, and and really just bitter about just kind of the celebrations and the antics that we're seeing from third graders in the game of basketball. Have y'all mm. seen that? Yeah. And if you haven't, basically it's just it's a highlight video. Go to Overtime. That's where the video is. <laughs> Obviously, we're on audio, so you can't see it here. But if you go to Overtime's account, 
there's a video of like the, this third grade AAU team, and they are just taunting and showboating and just going off flexing. on the opponent, flexing and and everything it's in between. It's funny, man. It, it, I think it, yeah. It's funny. Well, I mean, the NBA players obviously are are criticizing it and and the fact that it's happening and. You're hearing a lot of folks, it's ruining the game, this, that. Like, I've seen all kind of NBA players that com- that commented on it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm still not blaming the kids for it. So where are we going to place the blame here? I'm not blaming some third. They learned, that's learned behavior. I mean, from it, the guys that are sitting there going, games <laughs> messed up. Right, you know. just because yeah, they I weren't do. doing that kind of showboating when they were in the third grade. Well, you know what, though? That's why they were good enough to get to the NBA, because they weren't out there doing that nonsense. Those kids weren't even that good compared to some of the kids I've seen in that age bracket with real skill. <laughs> real game. And I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like, you know, that's a kid mentality. When you were a kid, the I was video, that kid. hella funny. It's, it's hella hilarious. Funny, you're a little white kid. I, I and know, a, yeah. sturdy on the sideline. Shooting this shit. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, Lil Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah. That's the funniest part. Yo, I, like I said, I'm not that, like, I'm not that mad about it. Because, again, for one, it's like, who are we going to blame here? Because I'm not blaming the kids. So let's start there. Like I said, that's learned behavior. Somebody taught them that. I, I, I'm just saying, I was the kid that was that. I was the B-team basketball player guy. So I did all of this because all of my friends are dudes that are good. And the only way that I can hang out with them and play in the game and play the game is because I'm being funny, cracking jokes. And I'm getting swatted from behind as I'm like – Trying to break people down, and it's but like they balling. No, they're they balling. balling. Yeah, they went you. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, the, the, the ultimate point is like when you're out there doing that thing, you're gonna probably lose and get humbled, and that's just the way of the game. You know what I'm that's saying? That's gonna like, happen. There's at no some reason, point in their there, That's why there's no reason to be like, oh, let's blame these third graders for trying to have fun playing a game. And I don't think anybody's I don't on. think it's anybody's like, blaming man. the third graders. I just want to know who's to blame. Access to what we talk. Access, dude. <laughs> Access, bro. Access. So, to would you blame media? No, I don't blame nobody. This comes with access. You're seeing this from people who are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. People you glorify in the realm of what your parents want you to be like. Ultimately, that's the circle of it. You, as you grow up and you go through this AAU's portal and system and all of that the circuit, you have dreams and aspirations of being like. Some of these John great Morant players. Or... And these great players have earned the right to do that. The third graders are third graders, so they don't have the wisdom to understand. They may not have earned the right to do that yet. That's not how their brain works. But their brain is working like us third graders also made these little get- gritty dance or whatever that all of these NFL players is doing when they score a touchdown. So it's all a part of access. I agree. From the top down. I agree. And the reason I agree even beyond just the access that we have to the players that are actually doing it in the NBA, I don't think we consider enough, especially our age and older and the older we get and the more detached we come from being youth as grown adults, that the business around basketball is completely different than what a lot of these NBA players or former NBA players grew up around and their ability 
to be able to turn that content into like a lucrative business, if you will, is something that I think we don't really understand because we weren't afforded that luxury. So from an access standpoint, like those third graders entertaining the way they are, there's somebody behind that getting paid, whether it's overtime who posted the clip, whether these AAU programs are going to start posting those clips or whether these young players are going to start gaining popularity and their families are going to realize, <laughs> let me go create a YouTube channel because my son is getting posted on every other outlet in the world let's get them let's get our own outlet and and we can come bring the camcorder out ourselves so as content becomes more king (laughs) and as and as the business around basketball changes drastically basketball becomes more and more about entertainment than it does just the purity of the sport it's an entertainment product it's an entertainment product it's not all about basketball is not all about the purity of the sport anymore because it's the bigness is the business has become too big as it was created (laughs) as a sport it was was a segment it was a game for kids to play when it was raining outside so it's It's really for kids it's a fun game fun game it's It's all about having fun and that's fun game dude and and honestly I didn't see no part of the clip where a kid was taking his mouthpiece out of his mouth and, and cussing at the ref. Yeah, yeah, they didn't take none of the bad parts of the game that do come with it from I, what I saw. It might have been a little bit of over it, but, but yeah, but, but I, yeah. I didn't see the negative uh, disrespectful, just, hurtful. I'm just side saying, of I've it. seen third graders looking like AI out there. I'm like talking about number three needs to step his game up, take them glasses up. <laughs> no, but no, but look, like you're talking about who to blame. And I don't know about blame, but I do think it's important, at least from what I think, is that you have to look at that there is an exploitative element to the situation at large of putting cameras on kids and being like, oh, let's start this discourse online and someone's going to get paid for clicks. And it's like, who's getting paid for clicks? You can't pay kids. You know what I'm saying? It's child labor. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And I just think that, you know, if there's anybody to quote unquote blame, it's parents, you know, like you're talking about access. Like mm, I see mm. it all the time. It's like you, you, you don't, you can't, no, but no, look, no, look, you can't get mad. You can't get mad at your kids for being like dancing on a TV, you know, on their phone when you hand them a phone and watch people dance on a, on a, your, on the basketball court. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I'm not you can't even, get mad at them. I, for that. I, I that's won't, all I see on the, on the discourse online is people going like, well, these kids are being exploited or like, you, you know, it's like, well, it's your fault. If if there's a fault there, if there's a problem there, you're the kid's a nine year old kid. That, you're that, an adult. The exploitation piece <laughs> so, to me doesn't come down to the parents because again, I do agree. Like being able to see John Morant gritty up and down every like, eh. and, and mm-hmm. taunt every play, like mm-hmm. that's what these kids are growing up and right. seeing. Mm-hmm. And the, and the access that they have to that, I don't even think the parents can control at this point. Exactly. I think the the real blame here you can have is a huge. The real blame here is capitalism. If you yeah, really want, of course. it's capitalism. That's the root of all and, evil, be, man. And, and the more these NBA players make, and they've gotten to a point to earn this amount of money, but their journey looked drastically different to earning this money than these young kids that are growing up who can start earning that money at an early age. There's just a disconnect. There's a generational disconnect because the business of basketball is you don't just make the money in the NBA now. You can make the money at any level. You got NIL. You got, again, I'm seeing the the money that's circulating through these AAU circuits. Like, it was a point in time where the AAU circuit, when I was coming up, they only sponsored the good teams. Now they're sponsoring every team. They're sponsoring 
every tournament. They're sponsoring everything. You don't have the the grassroots AAU organizations that are like putting on their own tournaments like we used to do when I played for the Fair Footballers. Now you're either in an Adidas tournament, an Under Armour tournament, a Nike tournament. They, they have gauntlets and leagues now. Like it's completely different they're from all, all we we knew the big Adidas <clears throat> tournament was going to be once a year. Now Adidas has whole ass AAU seasons. Now they have gauntlets. Like now you got you know Peach Jam, all those things which you've been had, but it's just grown and every brand now has that. So. Again, I just think it's 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 the business around basketball which ties directly into the capitalism. Blame blames you can say the word blame, but blame sounds negative. But it's like it's not negative to put this great content out because that was great content. It made you laugh. It, it made, made us. You, it re, it, we reacted. It, we reacted, and it that's did, what it I do. What it was supposed we to. We reacted. We even in what we do in our professions in this podcast, everything we seek content that we can create and get people to react to. Sure. So I don't want to say blame because they ultimately, whoever put that collage together or did that, they ultimately had a gym. It was great content. Yeah. And whatever place put it out or it went viral from, that's what the internet does due to access. So once again, people could have opinions, negative or positive, but I bet these kids are happy Knowing the word viral these days in the third grade and seeing their face on a viral clip that multiple people in the NBA posted. Right. Damn on what the opinion is. Yeah, Think about if you was in the third grade right now. and Yeah, I would and, be and, totally afflicted by Kuzma. the socio-capital hold on the whole world. But I'll tell you what, like, no, I agree with you, but I'm saying, like, you can change the way that you can change what people have access to. Like, you can put out different type but, of content. I think that the game of basketball is goes toward that way. But the only Without way you do that, capitalism the only involved. way you do that is the blame would be the players in at that point. Yeah, Don't that, celebrate. Take for tiny, sure. for sure. Take sure, it out man. the game. You know, no, what no, I mean? no, not that. No, 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 not that. Not that. No, I'm, I'm asking, is that is, no, would no, that no, be no. a fix? No, yeah. because I think that, like I said, I think that the way that the game is played and all of that type of you know, and antics is the wrong word, but that type of that part of the game. Basketball lends itself to creating that, whether capitalism is involved or not. Do you, you see think that, that when there's no one the game, filming Devon? on parks all across the world? People yeah. play just like that because that's yeah. how the game Kobe. is played. But that's, that's how the game is played. Do you played. think that's a part of it's excessive though. What we see, we're seeing. Yeah, if you, we like, ain't yeah, seen it like, like that. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Asking. I'm or saying, we have, or it just if we it, get the access also, to watching it now it and is, seeing I, the content. I of bet it. they start posing a conversation within the NBA it's, on. Do you take it away though? No. It's just, to me, it's you, hard. You don't think you should take it out the game? Cause, nah, again, because nah. they're not. I don't think they're going to take it out the game. No, because of capitalism. But because of money. If it's not exploitative, so then then I guess it would be good in a way. But to me, it's like. As a kid, that's why you can't leave. I don't. I never agree with ha- leaving like what's hip socially to kids. But capitalism has made that because parents buy toys and shit for kids. Is this bad sportsmanship? It's not bad sportsmanship. It's just hacky entertainment. In my opinion, I, I hate to say that about a bunch of third but graders. If somebody but has like, a negative connotation, you guys I'll say this. I'll say this to be fair to the people that have been critical of it. I, I I do think I have a legitimate understanding as to why it's happening, but it's not something I would teach. Is it bad sportsmanship? It's hard to say it's bad sportsmanship. It's situational, you know? Yeah, but it's not something I would teach it's I, because I would want to let those young kids know that 
you're going to be on the other end of that at some yeah. point of your career. And we came from and that that's lesson where, growing up. And, and, and yeah. have uh, coming from that lesson and just mm-hmm. having to play at a high enough level, like I've had my wins. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be the best player on the, on the blacktop at in your age at your elementary school and then going out and playing against I, I don't other AAU like. teams. <laughs> and I never knew what that was like. The blacktop is, you ain't the best player at your age group. You ain't the best player no more. I know what it's like to be humbled by teams that Mm -hmm. were considered the best, and I know what it's like to do the humbling. So I think Mm -hmm. the biggest lesson out of that for me is not that it's bad sportsmanship, but those young kids should be told, one day y'all are going to be on the other end of this, and and how y'all react to that is going to matter a lot based on how y'all are acting right now. The internet is so serious. By by the time they're in high school, it'll be a compilation of them same 10 kids crying at some point in their career. Yeah, and that's that's my thing. (laughs) And and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. So you have to know that, and it's something that you're going to have to be able to endure. Not at third grade. As you get older, I think so. At third grade, like you said, it's more for, like they're not going to get held accountable for that action no, in it's the not third that, grade. No, it, but see, it's not about them being held accountable. It's about them going online and being the team that goes that, and another team goes viral against them. Are they going to be able to handle that as third graders? It's like being picked on by a bully or it's like being social media. You being know what I mean? For them, that's what friends. pressure looks like to yeah. them. So it's like for them, yeah, it's all fun and games when you're the ones that's doing it. But watch when the clip goes around to them getting beasted getting, on. Getting beasted <laughs> on and everybody at they school and they got to go back to school and everybody in the country has seen them get killed. Are you going to be able to endure that? How you just, react to that is going to matter, I just bro. imagine a third right. grade kid. How, how you react to that I just imagine is third... and somebody needs to be telling them that now with the way that they're showboating that, right now. Y'all are going to get humbled at some point I, in y'all career and I hope y'all are ready for that because I I <laughs> you'll be on the other end of it. I just imagine some third grader running the other end of the court doing the Sam Cassell celebration at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, little kid crying. That, that's what I would say. So no, I wouldn't call uh, it bad sportsmanship. But yes, I I would be interested in seeing how those kids respond when they're on the other end of that gotcha. celebration. Great, great be, segment. You know what I mean? We're, we're that, that that would be that would be my thing. Uh, speaking of great segment, not a great call here. Bang. Yeah, bang, bang, bang. Hey, man. <laughs> Viral moment. That's the shit, though. It was pretty yeah, fun. That was pretty shit. fun. Birthday? Birthday. That was mm-hmm. on the night of my birthday. Having, having it. Stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. That right there is the perfect example of that, especially in this broadcast game, bro. No, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun call, a fun atmosphere. Portland State games are already fun as is. Like, I <laughs> I never not don't have fun calling those games there. Like, it's D1 basketball, so it's like – the the product is there. There there's some guys out there that can really get to it and that are gonna play at the professional level. Where that may be, I can't call it, but I've seen plenty of guys from that level to to go on and play professional basketball. But no, that call was fun though. That might have been the funnest call. I was laughing to myself over here because <laughs> I went on the Facebook thread from ESPN and somebody had commented on that clip that they posted and said 
This man said, take the L out of Lover. This game is over. He's getting a raise and a promotion tonight. It was, it was multiple comments. Yeah, it's was... like, sir, clearly you don't know this game very well. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, if it was right. that easy, I wish. If it was that easy, bro, I'd already be a millionaire. That's for sure. The point to it was for like how tight the play was and everything. It was multiple comments yeah. that literally just regarded to the commentate commentary of the clip for sure and for that's sure. impactful that's dope to see you and know again, what I mean? that's one thing obviously this is in a completely different space still sports and basketball but just in media like that was it felt great because i got to see a lot of those comments on facebook and twitter espn's mm-hmm. official pages posted the clip it was on sports center like the play was top plays all over the place and it was another game winner that happened in the Big Sky, Big Sky Conference that night where Weber State won very similarly on a game-winning three-pointer damn near from the same exact spot uh, against Montana. So, like, the Big Sky was booming with, with, with all the drama that we had in the Big Sky that particular night. But while, yes, that felt great, I've also been on the other end of it where I've been ESPN needs to fire me. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've mm-hmm. been on I've been posted on Barstool by folks on Barstool where the commentary is the complete opposite from a lot of the love that I got for that particular call. So again, it just comes with the ebbs and flows of the game and the profession. I endured the times where I got trolled negatively and told that I didn't belong on ESPN and this, that, and the third. And then this is one of the moments where people think I should get a raise and a promotion. It's just how the game goes. You either going to stick with it or you ain't. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to deal with both sides of the game. But it obviously felt great on my 30th birthday to have a call like that go absolutely viral because it did go viral. You dodge that, though. Yeah, yeah. Especially today, again, because access, even somebody who loves you going to troll and say, Oh, this you know what I mean? It's gonna happen. So you really can't dodge that, but it is dope to see the growth. And maybe at that time you might have felt like, damn, for real. Even if you did believe in yourself. It didn't you know feel what good. I mean? Yeah, it didn't exactly. feel good. But to see But I know it wasn't gonna stop. But me. again, yeah, it wasn't that impactful, but you don't wanna read that if you know that damn, yeah. that's their honest opinion. May may or may not be. But to see it full circle and know. I didn't put in a lot of hours in between then and now. And now I'm on and this is how they right. flip the script. I'm figuring it out. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the good thing about seeing comments is that you get to be like, oh, well, how conveniently all of the people who probably shouldn't be doing my job are all just right here talking about the way that I do my job. Yeah. It's like you see people talk and you're like, and that, sir, is why you don't get handed a microphone very often but in your they, life, But they're the consumer. You know? You get what yeah, I'm saying? Sure, you're doing this for sure. the consumer, so they do matter. It's like you can't compare them to doing your job because they might not aspire. They want to yeah. listen to I you mean, do your job and do it well. They, they you ma- feel me? It matters that they engage, not what their personal opinions are. Right. That's what but, matters. But you rather more, like you said, you rather more positives then and you rather see yeah. the growth. And when you see and when you see these punchlines get repeated and you see that people could have commented on the free throw misses, the pass, or the shot, or the buzzer beater, but they commented on the commentary in a good way, that means you owned the moment. Absolutely. You feel me? And that's Absolutely. what I'm speaking more to, like being able to put the whole big picture together and be like, I own the moment. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And I, and it might be considered me? haterism. But I heard the call from the other game winner that I just alluded to. 
the Weber State in Montana call. It didn't call. feel the same. It yeah. didn't feel the same, and the comments were a little different for a call that circulated pretty much just as much as our call did. But you know what did. I'm saying? You but did. you do music. It was kind of you know, dry commentary you know over there. You know what I'm like, saying? You know how it is when it's like, okay, this ain't going to stop me. It don't mean that much, but that wasn't my best call. That shit, I could yeah. see how somebody could say that. That don't mean they was right, but in that moment, you said, I left a little room for that comment. Yeah. And then this sure. one, you like, from the, I, I, it fit in perfect. Right. It, fit, yeah. it went along well, with the game winner. Yeah. For sure. I mean, for well, sure. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I also do the, I sit there next to this dude and listen to the calls. Like, he, that's one of his taglines. That's, I like, know. Yeah. When you have that, like, in the tuck like that, and you're ready to just, it's, it, you didn't even think about it. I'm yeah. like, but the Dick Vitals and the people of the game they had those. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You feel you know, And it's funny because the game of commentary has gotten like pretty thick. Like people really care. Yeah. And they're yes. really, really starting to pay attention. Because before, it I don't used to think be that background they did. noise. It exactly. used to be background Yeah, it's exactly. not that no more. <laughs> yeah. It ain't, it ain't that. that no more. You got to come with mouthpiece <laughs> yeah. to survive. And some people be thinking they got mouthpiece and they don't. And they don't. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. People go. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. e- even if you have a really, really great call and someone finds something to nitpick, which there's always something, it's like, bro, you don't even realize how tough it is to have that ball bouncing back and forth and you're on the call and you got to stay in that pot. Like, it is not easy. And yeah. you think that you're going to say, like, I listen, when I, now that I listen to commentary, I don't even listen, f- I don't even like, it doesn't catch my ear the good stuff, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's not necessarily a good thing to a certain extent, but I'll hear like, Moments where I go, oh, well, they ran over each other or somebody said something and fumbled a word. And I just try to go like, how does that really apply? Or like, what does that what does that do to the whole product? And it's not much yeah. at all. It doesn't really affect yeah, it you at can, all. You just keep going. It's 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 and that those big moments, like you said, owning the moment. I see. Like that is really all you need to do. And, and like when you have the preparation and the. And the opportunity to where you use it, to use it, you just nailed it, Net, and it yeah. sucks because I was sitting directly behind you the whole game, and I go, "Damn, they're gonna cough this one up." Yeah. I'm like, "Let me get out of here before traffic." Yeah. I go, I get all the way to the other side of the city. I'm talking with a homie. I'm like, "Yeah," he's like, "What's going on with the Portland State game?" I'm like, "I think they lost." And then I just get online, and, and I'm it like, was "Everywhere!" Oh, my whole Twitter feed. I'm just like, "Oh, yeah, shit. it was everywhere." Yeah. Oh, it was okay, everywhere. word. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. it was yeah. everywhere. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's probably the Best, that's the best birthday gift you could have got. No, nah, it was yeah, cool, man. It was cool. It was cool. It was it was definitely fun, man. It I was, was tight. It was it was a good time. It was like I said, it was just being in them because I'm getting asked a lot of those questions too. Like, did you think about like how I'm like, I mean, obviously I had, had the line. The I had it in the tuck, but it was like it's a difference too, though, between having it in the tuck and executing it. Right. Because I'll tell you yes. this: there was another game winner that we caught this year you used it. that I had in the tuck for that, and I didn't but execute. You've used it before. I've heard. I, it. I've I've used take the L out of lover is over, but I'm talking about the moment, right? Yeah. And a, there's no moment greater than a game winner. Yeah. That's what and, I said. And what I'm saying moment. is, I called a game winner. Remember when Bradley Kovalov yeah. had the game winner earlier in the season, Dropping and I went back to that off the glass. And I went back, and that clip obviously circulated for what it was worth, not nearly as much as this one because it's ESPN, but, like, I I listened to that call, and I'm like, damn, 
I, I missed that one. Yep. I could have used that one for that game, and the whole Pacific community would have lost their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoever saw that play, her family in Hawaii, whatever the case may be, they would have lost because they tune in. And you know that, and I know that. Every right. game, we have parents yeah, from listening. the men's and the women's programs. We have opposing teams, coaches, and staffs that come up to make sure to tell us, man, we love what y'all do on the call. Because they're, they're obviously listening to call during Scout as they're watching film and, and, and the things like that and again with Pacific having players from all over really interview any university those parents watch them their games more than they're actually able to attend because they're across the waters you know what I'm saying so it's like that's what I mean by it fit the moment remember I said that moment. earlier it's yeah. like you could do music and not right. a bad song and then you could do a song where you say these words were yeah. meant for this beat this tone this rhythm was meant for this that's what that was. Yeah. The dude, call tough, went dude. how it's they tough. Because like I said, I was mad when yeah, I didn't execute wanna, it before. I, know, I, I think about that a lot. I, I have, get mad. It's like you almost paused and let the other dude finish, and then you said it. It was perfect timing where you was hearing, but you was seeing the visual with it where they celebrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, was, it fit the it moment, fit the moment bro. It it is. That's what I'm saying. I, I still got lines that I've specifically like thought about in like during a game, and I'm like, I'm not gonna say that yet. I'm going to wait on that mm -hmm. and yeah. wait for the right – because the right moment is key, it's key for everything online. Like, And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm green as hell in the commentary game, but I know for a fact that that you think about those – it's like being a rapper. You mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. these lines. Like, did you hear that Mark Jones call the other day? He uh he somebody oh, yeah, IG he, he said, model. put him he said, put him on a flight like an IG a model. model yeah I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah, that yeah, motherfucker yeah, probably yeah. sitting on a plane just going I'm gonna bust their heads <laughs> with he smoked that car he smoked that car but sometimes people teeter the fence or go too far and yeah. again you got to take self out of it sometimes and mm. and be dope and realize still what you can't say you know what I mean yeah. something that you might say at home on the couch that's still tight and funny. Might not be acceptable to say these day, this day Definitely. and age. So it's like being captivating and still knowing that you got to play within the lines is what's dope about it. You know what I mean? Because I've seen other stupid comments where they was, he could have said, take the C out of cover. It's over. Like, no, you're missing a point. No, ain't yeah, people, but that's, that's what I'm trying to say. suck at this, dog. Take, <laughs> say, take the M out of mover. It's all, like, bro, that's what I'm saying, bro. You feel me? When you really got the ism and know how to say it and yeah, how to bro, do it within the parameters, is dope. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, man, and it, you got to check it out. Pacific University is really like a good training ground. Come check it out. Go boxers.com. Oh, we get to it. I, yeah, and we, honestly, we like, off. honestly, you know, it's for me, it's two different seats because I'm doing play-by-play -play right. at Pacific, and I'm an analyst at Portland State. So it's like I'm in two completely different seats where at Pacific, you get to do a yeah. lot of what I was it's able fun. to do in that particular clip. But it's fun, you know what I mean. But I, but we, but also we do a podcast every week, so the broadcast is more conversational. Which I think you do need a good blend of like good traditional, yeah, like rigid, rigid call. call, along with a conversation piece. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you an example of that. I think the Manning cast is a little bit too conversational yep. for me, yep. conversational for me, and I don't like listening to it. Because I don't think they have the skill set of a of a play by play or an analyst calling those games to where I I can't get with the Manning cast. Well, I'm not. That's that's an example of. 
too conversational to me where I want to be able to listen to a call where I know this dude is really good Nobody and really skilled. Nobody listen to Peyton Manning. <laughs> and, and, and Eli. I'm just giving it. That's just an, a mainstream example that I'll give to, to speak to that because, yeah, you are yeah. you are starting to see more non-traditional broadcasts. And I think as somebody that respects the game of broadcasting, of live in-game play calling and stand on the shoulders of the greats that came before me, I don't ever want to lose that element, but I do think it is good to weave in more conversation pieces in these calls right. as well, just because it's well, more relatable. Uh, yeah, modern I mean, times. And without dunking too hard yeah. on those two big blockheads, I think that it also that <laughs> <laughs> it's too familiar. You know what I mean? When you when you do that that thing. When you're like, all right, we're gonna do like a real intimate, like sort of friend. It's oh, it's like a podcast. Like that, that's I po- liked Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, but they still they but they still turn that familiarity outward and let the the audience come into that. Yeah, the Mannings are like they just it's too like you guys are saying jokes that people don't. It, it just Corn doesn't. Work. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just not working, dog. <laughs> it's just not. We stick to the X's and O's. Yeah, big yeah, that's yeah, all, yeah. You know? For sure, so Romo it, does that better than anybody. It, it's dude. It's a Romo hard, is great. It's a hard balance, and that's why the game is as thick as it is today. Because it is that balance where people are still trying to figure out how much of this old school stuff do we use. Like uh, who's his name? Um, on the on the the Trevor Lawrence game winning touchdown or on the Jaguars game winning touchdown. What's it, Bob Costas? Bob Costas, legend. He got he got uh, uh, hit or was it Costas? One of those cats. They got um, Al Michaels. God damn it. Excuse me. Um, they were like, oh, that. I didn't watch it. Well, they, they, I was, a, I was a lot out of people criticized this call uh-huh. because it, it was a game winner. And they're like, wow, what a low energy call for like the literal biggest moment of the game, blah, 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 blah. And I remember listening to it going like, well, this guy's been commentating for like 40 years. Yeah. So like this you don't think he hasn't seen. Yeah, you think yeah, he ain't seen. ain't all that to him. Yeah. Also, it's like. The, let the moment of the of the, let the moment have the energy. Why does the broadcast? I don't know, man. It's so much philosophy that you can apply nowadays to that. That you got to be hella good, and you know, Devon, you're on your way to being hella good, bro. Yeah. I, I'm working at it. I'm working at it, man. I I'm, I, I do a lot of it. And so Take the M out of mover and the C out, out of way. cover. They, thought they had it. They thought they had it. I'm the D out of Dover. Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> You can't dodge it these days, man. Yeah, man, you can't. You can't. Well, it was a good, fun, lighthearted podcast, which I kind of wanted it to be this week. Um, And to be honest with y'all, I ain't paid attention to nothing. I was having a good time. And then when I wasn't having a good time, I was working. Luckily, I like what I do, so that's a good time, too. But, like, when I wasn't having a good time, like, just out celebrating my 30th birthday, because why not have a good time doing that? Like, I was on the call every single night this weekend. Like, I I wasn't really watching no games. I didn't get to watch Wild Card Weekend. I'm glad, again, this weekend I'm off. I do have Friday night, but there's no NFL games Friday night. But Saturday and Sunday I can watch every single game because I don't have events. I don't have multiple games to call. I don't have all of that. So I'm excited to be able to really dive deep into football this week. And I'll tell you my thoughts on it next week when we come back. But on that note, D-Boy, we appreciate you for sliding through. Thank you. We are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how and that is to stay woke and and go go win. win